I couldn't put words to it for years. And I, I could say what I said. I, could, I have some words to say, but I didn't have the right words. Why it doesn't bother me. I just knew. I always say there's different things. And why did your son choose this? And I couldn't put words to it, Joey. And today in a Q&A in Eretz Yisrael, sitting somewhere, who knows where in Eretz Yisrael, Teres Chaim did a trip. And my kids are sitting there and there was a Q&A with Reb Geisler. Somebody asked him about friendships. Question, Rebbe, we're all grappling with friendships. We're struggling with friendships. Tell us something about friendships. And he said something that's brilliant, that's it's defining. He, he said a Yisoyed Morty, that's <coughs> defining, and it's what, the way he put it, I want to say like this. I want you to hear it. And he ripped on older guys worried about influences. He said people are all confused. And they sh- there's something called influences, something called bad influences. But he said it's overrated and it's, it's all messed up because of this. And I was so, for years I struggled to put words. Listen what he said. He said, friendship from youth, listen to these words, friendship from youth forms you. When you're older, you form friendship. In youth, guys, I couldn't put words for year why it irks me. Ari, right, you have to hear this. You have to ask Benny. For years, people asked me in Waterbury, guys coming here, bad influences, bad influences, and something annoys me. I can articulate decently, but I never had the powerful words. Today, 5,000 miles from here today, people asked Rev Geisler in a Q&A, we're struggling with friendship, explain us friendship. He said, in youth, friendship forms you. When you're older, you form friendship. You hear the words? I want to explain it. Josh, you got Say the words. Friendship forms you. And when you're older, let me explain that. When you're young, so Yisrael Mayer is seven years old. His friends form him. His experience, and parents should be very careful. I tell all parents, we control who my son's friends are, by the way. We control. He needs a ride over, and he doesn't mind. He's seven years old. Of course, I encourage the healthier ones. If I'm worried about a home, I try that he doesn't go there. We control the friendships. We have a big say. You're seven-year-old. You have all the say in the world. And you encourage the right, healthy friendships, obviously. Because friendships form you. What school you're in, what you're around. He has no, he's being formed by the people he's around. You get older, there's a you. And you engage in friendship, there's a you. And you decide, you form the friendships. You take you, there's a clear you, and you engage. You make a decision, am I engaged? How am I engaging him? How am I engaging him? In what way? How do I want to impact? That's called becoming bigger, expansion, by the way. Friendship doesn't form you, you form friendship. Now there's still all of life, it matters who you're around. It's true, there's Adam Nimshach voice of a person's impact by his environment's true all of life. I realize, Menachem, what my, what my taina on yeshivas, Raglazer, my taina on schools, secular schools, keep the kids away, they treat a 16 year old like he's a baby. As if friendship's still forming him, there's no him. In a yeshiva, I want there to be a you, and you decide how you engage people, who you engage, how you engage.
there's a you. You decide. I see Bachar in Yeshiva. Sometimes you have a very angry person. There are guys who've been through a lot here. I see a guy getting into a fight with somebody. What? A healthy person knows the me, and I know how to engage him. That's what I want from the chevers. Aren't you worried about bad influences? The, the secular school system treats people like they're four. The answer is I want a guy to be him. And I want him to learn how to engage the world. Young people, friendship forms them. Old people, they form friendship. I learn how to engage. How to engage each person, different types of people, who to engage. There's a me. There's a me, and I learn how to engage. By the way, babies get married... If immature people get married, by the way, have horrible marriage, she's so, if there's no me, if there's no me, and he described, he said he was called by a Shedek Rev Geisler, explained this today, he was called by a couple struggling, he said he realized there was no him, there was no her. Then they, they try, she rubs me wrong. You're two people, you're two people, there's a you, there's a you. And now you're learning how to engage. And by the way, you learn how to connect and how to be one and how to, and how to work together. There's a me, there's a you. And then we learn how to, how, to, how to work together as a me. If you think about boyfriend, girlfriend of youngsters are the babyish friendship. It's the opposite of marriage. Young girlfriend, boyfriend of a 10th grader, are, your friends form you. She makes me feel this and, and he feels so good when he's around her. That's all, that's the babyish friendship. That's, the, the friendship forms me. Every time with her, I have this rush. I feel so validated because she's into me. She thinks I'm great. Ha! She's forming you. That's a baby. It's the opposite of marriage. It's like the opposite. Friendship's forming you. You're not forming friendship. There's an age where there's a strong, healthy, robust you, and you engage a person, and you learn how to marry and how to live with a person, and how to bond with another human being. There's a you and there's a her, very distinct people, very different, and you learn how to, how to be married to somebody. It, it like put words to all the years people are telling me, aren't you worried? No, the, the answer is the guy's not 12, and if, if a guy... That doesn't mean when you're older you can't be impacted. I'm not saying that. And by the way, that's part of how you'll engage friendships. Hey, when I'm around this person, I can give, but I find that it affects me a certain way, so I have to learn how to engage the world. So, it, of course, there's something to think about. Any intelligent person says, hey, I walk into this room, they use swear words. I don't like being around swear words. So I have to think, how can I go in and not hear swear words? It's not good for me. This room brings out, I learn how to engage the world. But in the yeshiva that's trying to produce a me, there's a guy called me. <laughs> not dependent on, there's in the yeshiva that wants maturity. And one sophistication, I realize I never like people are influence. I'm like, I, I literally like, get so like, be quiet. I'm like, like, what are you? I realize they're coming from baby land. The secular world, which treats a 16 year old like he's four, says influence is influence. There's no me. There's a, yeah, when, when yes, in elementary school, you should be very, very careful who you start hanging with. Not that in high school, it doesn't matter who you're hanging with. But the first question is, who are you? Parents, my son's a good guy, just his friends, his friend. Every parent has told me, my son's perfect, his friends, his friends, his friends. I've never met the bad guy. I just, everybody's, 
Who is your son? I don't want to hear about his friends. And I want him to learn him, to, to find him, to, to create a him, to get in touch with a him. And then we'll, we'll figure out how to engage this one, that one. I like in yeshiva, there are many, many dorm rooms, Rabbi Yisrael, and there are many people at many stages. Cool. Now, who are you and how do you engage all the different dorm rooms? By the way, they're difficult people. There's some guys, how do you engage with him? That's the coolest thing. How do I engage with what way? Knowing people get influenced, knowing all these things. Let's go. There's a you, there's a world. Young people, babyish, when a guy's young, friendships form him. When he's mature, he forms friendship. We're a place that's demanding maturity, form friendships. There's a you. Now figure out how to engage the world. Who, where, he's not my type. It's funny, when you're younger, my type matters much more. My type, my type, not my type, it matters much more. When you're older, my type, this is not the sugya. There's me, it's not, I'm not, I'm not just like a product of, so I, 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 my crew, not my crew. I'm older now. There are people around me. How do I engage the people around me? Avram Avinu was worried about types. There was an Avram. He's an Ivri. There's somebody called Avram. And then there's a world. And then you figure out how to engage the world. Avram, it's, it's, it answers like a contradiction. Avram is massively independent. He's an Ivri, and Ivri means an independent. And yet he's so connected. He's chesed, chesed l'Avram. He spoke to everybody, kefidaitoi. It's not a contradiction. It's actually David Achasi. It's one thing. The more there's a you, the more you can engage the whole world. The less there's a you, and you just then you find the people. You see, you have a four-year-old friendship. I, it makes me crazy when you have a guy who's 17 and only has his type, because there's no him. See, he still has the six-year-old friendships. When there's a gavra, I've watched. I'm not getting the... I'm going to put words to what I've seen in Daniel Munchik. You watch a guy, you found him, then they're different people. Let me engage. Different types of people. That's what happens. There's a me, a clar me. From that place, I can engage all different types of people. There's a me. It's a different thing. I'm not like just passively being influenced and, whoa, I don't like the way that... Okay. The guy who never finds a me is just everything, like how it makes him feel around this guy. There's, instead of like there's a strong me and a healthy me, and then I could figure out how to engage this and what way to engage in this. So the member of Rev Geisler, brilliant member, a youngster friendship forms you, an older person you form friendship. Brilliant. Rev Hansen, how stark. <laughs> Amazing. I, I, the whole morning, I'm like, the whole morning, I'm just going crazy from this memory. I can't, I drove here, I had phone conversations in between. I was just being misboining on this. You like that, Benny? Shtak. What do you hold, Rag Laser? It's an MS tour, right? You, you trust people at a certain age to then go through the measures. There's influence both ways. Choose your influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a you. Mm-hmm. Engage all different people. By the way, it's funny. It says, Al Russia. Don't become too close to the Russia. There's a way to engage. There's sogyas how to engage. So engage. Figure it out. I like that guys have to figure out this. I love this range. I, I, I love that. I like that Arya Schuster's here in all different types, and he does a wonderful job engaging everybody. And by the way, that there's a you. If there's no use, he makes me. And in places where there's everything against producing a you, 
if you're just part of a project and a system in a secular school, there's no you. So keep them away from the bad guys. There's no you. So you're, you're like a four-year-old. Keep him away. He's just, he's continuing the babyish idea. He kept saying in the speech today, stop telling me influence. Stop. And he kept saying that in the speech. <laughs> but he put words to it. Avi, you here? Stark, right? Bless his soul. It's a very, if, I don't need to connect it. Divrei Chachma, everything's from the Torah. He has sources in the Torah to this. Everything's from the Torah. The sugi of today, Amalek's about period. Amalek tries to break apart people. We're headed to Pasha Zachar. We'll talk about it in two minutes. There's a Yisai that, that I want to share with the guys. A couple of guys heard it last night, but I need to share an earth-shattering Yisai with the Chevra. That's life-changing. I'm going to share with you in a minute. It's going to destroy all your movie-watching. I'm just warning you, I'm going to kill every movie you ever saw in your life. We're going to destroy it. But I want you need to hear it. And then we're going to talk. We need to talk about something. But, but the Kitzer Advarim is, is this the Yisait? It's very much in Yonadi. Amalek's about period, about separation. And the battle against Amalek is unity. Now, why Amalek's period, I'm expla- we've explained already for a week. Today, we're going to get new levels of clarity in a few minutes. But to the sugya of, 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 of fighting Amalek is Klal Yisrael being ma'aged, coming together. And this is a big sugya of understanding unity. He's not my type. She does. Even in marriage, I don't get it. The guy who's like the two, the guy who's trying to have the 10th grade fling in marriage, she makes me feel that. Is there a you, buddy? Like, who's you? Like, she makes me feel I don't, you know. There's a you, there's a you. And I, you take you and she's going to take her. Let's figure out how to engage. You're not, you're, not the, you're not a child. There's a you. If there's no you, find a you, create a you, get in touch with a you. Yesterday's Eretz Yisrael Day was, was life-changing. Younger guys in yeshiva were sophisticated. Nothing, if you thought yesterday was about what yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, <laughs> I'm sorry for you. <laughs> to hear people get up and say their journeys was magnificent. You saw you, I met, Naftali introduced himself to you and wasn't afraid. He said his journey real. He described the story that if you're just, okay, a cute story. He's described the piece of his life. If you're vivid and understand, he didn't cry to us. <laughs> If you know, understand what wasn't said, what, what the story was, he shared a piece of his life in describing his journey through a yeshiva. Dovi described this in sharing his own journey in a very profound way. You saw a person who's in touch with himself and what his needs are. And by the way, can engage a yeshiva, by the way. If there's a you, you can do well in a yeshiva. That's not perfect, by the way. It's the same sogya. It's the same sogya because there's a me. Okay, Dovi, like the way Dovi described there's a me and then they're so stiff. Okay, so I can engage something stiff. If I'm just a baby, so it's like, it makes me feel this way, I feel this way. There's no me. By the way, a guy finishes water break. I, I want him to feel he can go anywhere in the world. Alpha, there's a me. Then I'll figure out how to make this place work. This place is a, is a thing. I'll figure out how to, I'm not just a child anymore. It makes me feel bad. There's a me. I have a healthy me, a healthy sense of self. Dovi described that an environment that when he was younger would have rocked him. The rigidity, people pressuring him, things that... The only thing I disagree with him, he said, they're right. It's not they're right, wrong. It doesn't make a difference. 
they're right, it, it, it just is, and he learned how there's another person, there's another way. At first he described how we try to fight it, then he described like accepting there's a me, let me figure out how to engage the this. When you're young, friendships form you, yeshivas form you, rebellion form you, when you're older you form the friendship. You figure out how to connect to the Rebbe, how to relate, how to... You figure out how to engage. That's, that's when you're older. How can I get from this? You could talk about you could talk about this for hours. You could talk about this for hours. This sugya, this 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 sugya could be spoken about. I have a lot of ways to go. I don't want to get distracted. I want to talk the things I came to talk about today. I could talk about this a lot longer. There's sugyas and anafim and branches to this. You can write gansetchuvas on this. I have a whole other sugya you can go to. I don't want to go there right now. We'll save it for another time. It will come. I want to talk about Amalek for a few minutes. I'm going to ask the Chevra tomorrow, please come to Shul. And simply, as a mitzvah daraisa, we do once a year. We're going to read at the end of Laning. It's going to take place around 10.30. can't say exact. Around 10.30. And we're going to read Parsha Zachar. It's a mitzvah daraisa. To read, we're going to read three psukim at the end of Kiseitse. It's called Parsha Zachar. Now, that's what we're going to do. Tomorrow, I'm going to read three psukim at the end of Parshas Kiseitzei. I'm going to, at the end of this year, I'm going to translate the three psukim. You should know what they mean to do your daraisa. And we're going to read it. Everybody's going to be quiet. We're going to make a birchas ha the bracha on Torah. We're going to have in mind, that's the bracha on the mitzvah. And then we're going to study, we're going to read three psukim for Parshas Amalek. That's what we're going to do tomorrow in shul. Be there, you have a mitzvah once a year. Amazing mitzvah. A mitzkiyam of a mitzvah daraisa, to remember what Amalek did. We're going to be mekayim the mitzvah, reading three psukim. Do your daraisa, we're born for mitzvahs, precious. I, I asked the guys to ponder, there's two times in the Torah it speaks about Amalek attacking us. The end of Kiseitze, at the end of Mishalach. Today, tomorrow, we're going to read the Pesukim at the end of Mishalach, three Pesukim. The end of Kiseitze. Now, I want to study, I want to ask you five questions. The end of Mishalach, I'm going to talk to you about Amalek's attack on the Yidden. Now, I want you to ponder the following thing. Amalek... We're going to say in Alanisim, they wanted to be Lahashmid, Laharegu, Laabed. It's real. They didn't want to just kill us. They wanted to be Lahashmid, Lahareg, to kill, Ulaabed, to get rid of us, which in simple English means to burn our dead bodies. They didn't want to kill us. They wanted to burn our dead bodies. La'abed. La'abed, the gross says, means that it's not enough to kill us. And get this, the kicker. Ushlalam lovais. If we had any money in a trust fund, remember, we're all dead. And Amalek chas They want us all to be dead. Lahashmid means we shouldn't be from. Shmad. Neshama. Get rid of the Jewish soul. But that's not enough. It's not enough they're not from. Why isn't that enough? We're not from. No. Laharoig, we shouldn't be around. Okay, so now we're all dead. No, not enough. We're not from and we're not around. Amalek is not satisfied. 
It has to be lobbied. Our corpse shouldn't be. Do any of you very excited by this? Like, Amalek didn't just want to kill me. They didn't want my corpse around. Um, if we're all dead, the entire Jewish nation, they don't want our corpses around? Why do we even care about that? They sound demented and sick. Why do we care? They don't want, and by the way, the kicker, they didn't just want to ruin our ruchnius, to not have our physical around, to burn our corpses. For some reason, we care about that. But they wanted that Jewish money shouldn't be around. Ushlalom, the kicker. And our money, if we had a trust fund that was Baruch's trust fund, they wanted money to become Goyish money. Allo, if we're not around, what do they care? To have, a, to have some trust fund feeding a, a hospital. There are no Jews to go to the hospital. It's all for them. Ushlalom, lovers. You ever wonder like, what the big deal of that is? After we're gone, listen to this, they don't want our money around. Huh? What do they care? What do they care? What do we care about that? It sounds ridiculous. Eitan, do you like the question? Honestly, not so much. Why not? Because I feel like, let's say for us, we can have... I'm going to explain it to you. You're right. I would ask that too. I'm going to ask that too. Thank you. It's a good question. What do we care? I'm going to explain it. The question, say it's not sure because I have a question elsewhere. This answer is going to answer that too. It's very strange that what do you want our money to be? Who cares? We're all gone. Akiva Balsam is one of the best in the world of making horror houses. He made in Waterbury a scary house. I mean in Ernst. I went in there. It was scary. He taught guys how to do it. He's gone around the world creating haunted houses. He told, he said a chiddish. It's brilliant. It's just a good psychology. It's only like funny. I'm going with the merit here, how it's going to connect to what we're about to say. He said that when you want to scare somebody, if the scary guy comes after Naftali, it's not so scary. Oh, okay. He said the best way of scaring is you're not coming after Naftali. He said he went, he's gone. He described to me haunted houses, some of the best in the world. They're not coming after you. They don't even know you're there. The guy runs past you going at somebody else. You're, like, you're not even, you're not, they're not coming after you. There's just a scary guy. You're, you're like, he's not, he said that's the, why that's the scariest thing is a psychology. But it was a cool thing he told me. I want you to know here, Rabbi Say, Amalek is not coming for you. Amalek is not coming for you, is not coming for me. And my proof, how do I know? They want to bury our corpses. If they're coming for me, then you don't care about my corpse, because I don't care about it. What does that have to do with anything? Amalek is a fight against God, not against us. They're a fight against God. The Torah says it. Three words that we're going to read tomorrow. They don't fear Hashem. They are not an attack on us. They're an attack on God. Now please, Avi, ponder this. Leave us alone. If, oh, so leave us alone. So what do you want from me? Listen to this. And the enemy knows something that I hope we learn. Please study this and ponder this over and over. Amalek is not fighting you, is not fighting me. They don't care about me. They're fighting God. Amalek speaks this out. 
Amalek wants to live barbaric and says God created the world and he doesn't care. There's no eternity. There's no connection to God. People just do whatever you want. Live barbarically. There's no godliness on this earth. There's no eternity. God created it and left. Amalek to attack Hashem has no choice but to eradicate the being whose essence speaks of God. He has a nation whose essence, whose very creation, there's a nation meant to be the children of Hashem, to be those people who keep Shabbos, their very actions announced as a God. We're not creative every seventh day. We announced as a God. We're not an announcement of Hashem because we keep Shabbos. The opposite. We keep Shabbos because we're an announcement of Hashem. A yid is a mitzayus, is a different creation. We have a different soul than Goyim. And the purpose, we have a different neshama. If you know how things work, we have phys- physically, we have a different soul than Goyim. And the job of a yid is to be that people that announce the existence of Hashem on this earth. Amalek knows something that I wish more yidin would know about. Amalek knows something, that to fight Hashem and to announce you have to get rid of the Jew. If they were attacking you and I, Lahashmid, you're not from, I don't know why they do Lahashmid, just kill. The Lahashmid is I'm fighting Hashem. Step one, they shouldn't be loyal to Hashem. But then their very existence, the fact that there's such an thing called the Yid, announce his connection to Hashem, Laharig, I want to kill the Yid. But then his dead body, who is that? That's a Yid. What's a Yid? A son of Hashem. La'abe, they want to get rid of the body. His money, Jewish money. If there'd be no remnant of a Yid, but it'll be Baruch's guilt. Who's Baruch? He's a Yid. What's a Yid? The son of Hashem. They don't want Jewish money in the world. It's not an attack on us. It's an attack on us. None of us care. It's, a, it's who we are. There's a creation called the Yid. Amalek's aware of it. That there's a creation called the Yid. They don't want our money, Shemi, because it's not an attack on us. On us, nobody cares if there's no Jew, if there's money around. If you're attacking God, then the Jewish money says something. They want no remnant of a Yid. They want no remnant of a yid. That's what Amalek's saying. There shouldn't be a shlolom lovers. I don't want you to have trust funds when there's no yid in the world. I don't want a mitzayus that there's a person in this world who makes any proclamation of God's existence and the possibility of being close to him. What mitzvah does Amalek attack? Brismil of Ayazanev. We're going to read tomorrow morning, that Amalek took Brismil and threw it to Shemayim. I don't know if it means literal. It doesn't matter to me. What it means, Amalek took the Brismil and threw it to Shemayim, is God's in the heavens. He's not here. Bris is the mark on our body of closeness to Hashem, of connection to God, a bris, a treaty, us and God. Amalek, who's saying there's no connection to Hashem, takes the bris milah and is Zairik and throws it to Shemayim. They don't want that mitzvah of connection to Hashem. That is Amalek. That's the attack of Amalek. They attack the Yid. They attack the Yid and everything the Yid stands for. Now, we said before they're against unity. There's very two simple pshatim. When Yidnar with unity brings Hashra, Hashchina, 
it brings Hashem to dwell in our midst. They break apart. Yidin Hashem doesn't dwell in our midst. In a deeper way, the very unity we have is by way we're both Hashem's kids. That is the source of our unity. Hey, you're a Yid, I'm a Yid. We're in the same family. Amalek doesn't want that there's a Metzios of a Ben Hashem. So what Shaykhist do you have to him? They want to fight the Banim Lashem that there's a Metzios of a nation that's Am Kiroivai. We say in our Lucas, Am Kiroivai, the nation that's a Karib, that's a relative to God. They don't want Am Kiroivai. What unites me and you is we're both the sons of Hashem. We have a different soul. We're people whose very essence announces a connection to Hashem. That's who we are, our existence. Our enemy gets it, and we often forget it. Now watch this. Here's the kicker. If you're following, if you're understanding, please listen to this. This is where we're going to talk about movies, and I think it will be impactful. Listen to this. In Parshas B'Shalach, it describes the fight of Klai Yisrael against Amalek. I want to ask five questions and I want to bring something out. It says, Klai Yisrael traveled Mimidbar Sin to, to, to Rafidim. Klai Yisrael comes to a city called Rafidim. Rafidim. In Rafidim, we're missing water. Klai Yisrael freaks and challenges Hayesh Hashem Birkirbenuim Oyen. Is there a God in our midst? Is God really here? Does he know? Does he see? We're all suffering. We have no water. Where's God? Where are you, Hashem? Klal Yisrael and Muna, our faith is shaken. We come to refeed them, our faith is shaken. Then the Pasuk says, Amalek comes, Yisrael and they attack us in a city called Refidim. Allo, I just said they came to Refidim. Six, seven psukim before, says we came to Rafidim. Says Amalek attacked us in Rafidim. I know where they are. Amalek attacked us. Seven psukim before, the Torah Joe, which is so careful not to say extra words, Daniel, said we came to Rafidim. Mm-hmm. Seven psukim later, Amalek attacks us in Rafidim. Why does it repeat where we were? We, it's, there's a whole parasha that speaks about where we were. Amalek attacked us. Why does it say Rafidim? Question one. Why? Question two. Moshe says to Yeshua, Bechar Lanu Anashim, please choose men for us. We're about to fight a war. He says, I want you to choose very strong and holy people. Yerei Rashi says, Gibayrim, strong and Yerei Chet. Later on, we go to Eretz Canaan, Eretz Yisrael, we're going to fight 31 kings. There are 31 nations, and it says everybody fought from 20 to 50. There's no selection of an army. We have an army, ages 20 to 50, and we fought. Same Yeshua, same general. Here, fighting Amalek, he says, pick out Yerei Why here? Pick out. We don't find in the war to conquer Eretz Yisrael. The same Yeshua, question two. Question three is, why did he send Yeshua to fight? Why not Moshe Rabbeinu? Moshe was alive. You go fight. You're the general. The way Klal Yisrael works is the leader goes in front. Nice. So why didn't Moshe fight? Why does he send Yeshua? Question three. Question four. Moshe Rabbeinu goes to the top of the mountain. He sends Yeshua to fight. He goes to the top. Why did Moshe Rabbeinu go to the top of a mountain? What's, what's going on with that? 
What's he doing up there? What's he, there's, a, there's a Hadgasha. He went to the top of a mountain. What's that? What do you, what do you go there for? Is it he goes on top of a mountain. What do you go there? I'm not saying any... I'm not trying to say Chedushma. I want you to know the story. Question five. Yeshua, when he fights Amalek, it says the language of the Torah in B'Shalach, we will not read this tomorrow, is Vayachlois Yeshua Samalek. He weakened. Chalash means weakened. It's a little bit of a... Sore topic because the word kalash and chalash, believe it or not, is related, and the word kalish, kalish means means to be weak. That's what it means. It so you check in the dharm. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a sensitive topic. I we're just telling you the truth. The word chalash and kalash, Rev Hirsch has has connections in language like that. Chalash means to weaken. Kalash, miklish kalash. Is a gabar nedarim by a ned? There's it say break it off or weaken it by afara sabal. The miklas kolish means to weaken. Oh, so chalash is comes from the same word as chalash. Chalash means to weaken. To weaken. So by yachlish Yeshua is Amalek. Yeshua weakens Amalek, and Rashi explains he killed out the strong Amalekim, the weak Amalekim he let live. Rashi brings it on the spot in Bishalach. And the question is, if you kill the strong guys, kill the weak guys too. Destroy Amalek, get rid of them. And by the way, they rebuilt and were a big thorn in our side. Why didn't he take them out? He killed the strong ones. And Rashi says, God told him. Cryptic. God said, Rashi says, God is Mitzavim, don't touch the weak ones. Why not? Finish him off. Amalek's a thorn, and he had him dead to rights. And he let the weak ones live. It's open psukim. He took down the, the strong guys. Once he got the strong guys, let's go. He yeah. didn't. And the question's why not? Five questions. Abay say as follows Avi, here's the, here's the important part. Avi, listen to this. Mel, listen to this. <laughs> listen to this, Heber. How do movies work? How do movies work? The bad guy wrecks havoc in Gotham. He goes nuts. Things are crazy. The bad guy wins. He's winning. And then, Baruch Hashem, the good guy rises up. Voldemort goes crazy. Had every movie is the same. The bad guy's wrecking havoc. And the good guy comes and saves the day. That's every movie. Bad guy wrecking havoc. Good guy in all different forms. Typically, you make the good guy like not really stronger than the bad guy. Very deep, fascinating things. The good guy, the bad guy is always stronger. The Harry Potter model is like typical. If the good guy is stronger, then you have no, you have no story. So the bad guy is always stronger. You have to have a chap how the good guy wins. If the good guy is just stronger... So then it's a bad story. So you have a bad guy who's taka stronger. And then the good guy, some, you have, that's how to, how to create any plot. If your good guy was just stronger, it's a terrible story. <laughs> we're all calm. So we're not calm. The bad guy looks like he has all the power. Whoo! The good guy comes and beats him up. Comes your kid one day and he's going to say over the Purim story as follows. This is the stupidest, most untrue story in the world. Your kid's going to come home. Unfortunately, some are taught this in schools. It's, it's just, it's an absolute lie. You have these bad guys, and they're going to kill the Yidden. Scary. Shoo! Shem sends Mordechai and Esther and they save the day. It's like a good movie. Ah, let's go spin the dreidel, 
Let's go. Let's collect, you know, let's give out shalach manas. Let's drink. Mazel tov. Kishmak. There was a bad guy that was scary. And then we were saved. That's the story. Hanukkah is the same story. Bad guy's Antioch is a different bad guy. And shoo. Matasio Banav saved the day. The hero swooped in. So they're bad guys. And when you teach your kid that story, by the way, he is frightened today. Today there's a bad guy in Russia. If you are secular, you're very busy clearing, is the head of Russia sane or not sane? Is he normal? Did he lose his mind? You hope he's normal so then he's rational. We don't have to be as scared. If he's crazy, he might press a button. So if you're secular, your big question today is how normal is he? If you're not from, if you don't know the Purim story, you don't know the Hanukkah story, you'll be busy. How crazy is he? So scary. We have the bad guys wrecking havoc. For any kid, it's absolutely frightening. Frightening. Haman comes up, in the nick of time, Esther saves the day. It's like, whoo! That is the biggest lie of a story. Ophir, if somebody thinks that's the Purim story, it doesn't know a thing. Not the story. I promise you, it's a bad version of the story. It's not true. I beg you, Ophir, teach yourself the real story, and then one day teach your kid the story right. Do you, you want? Yeah, terrible. It's a lie. It actually, by the way, it's the Amalek had some victory. What does Amalek believe? Hashem is no shaykhs here. You gave a victory to Amalek. Haman's very power gives victory to Amalek. There's Hefkeris. There's Bedlam. Yeah, but there was Bedlam for... You know, in every movie, the bad guy wins for an hour and a half. That's horrible. That's horrible. In every movie, the bad guy won for an hour and a half. He was doing whatever he pleased. There's a crazy world for an hour and a half. The good guy wins for like 10 minutes in movies. My joke to every bacher is I went to a movie. I said, did the good guy win? That's how I make late sonnets. Did the good guy win? Like, yeah, yeah. And they always have some chap because it's so predictable. It's okay, the bad guy made a flood. <laughs> like, they always have some chap. It shouldn't be too much. He just won. It gets kind of boring. But the bad guy wins for two and a half hours. The good guy gets 10 minutes. Shalom al Yisrael. In the two and a half hours, he's the bad guy's winning big time. And then the good guy gets 10 minutes. That's, the, that's movies. And that's the Purim story. The bad guy was wrecking havoc. And then shoo, shoo, he got defeated. To any intelligent kid, is let's say Haman comes back again. Any intelligent kid would say, the Purim, any sophisticated kid, I'd be frightened. Now another Haman. By the way, maybe the head of Russia is another Haman. It's ignorance. You know what the story is. The story of Purim is that we sinned. We either bowed to... We ate from Sudasach Hashverish, is we had a sin. That's the story. That's why Hashem brings Haman. When there's an attack on us, there's not a second of Efkeris, not a second. There's God. When the Jewish people face a threat, there's a story before. Teaching the Purim story, you have to teach it right. The teaching the story is we ate from Sudas HaShverosh. We, we didn't live with Hashem. We didn't live with a sense of purpose of our identity, what a yid is. So Hashem sends Amalek who denies him, who reminds a yid, you know why I'm attacking you? Because I'm attacking Hashem. 
Oh, I'm representing Hashem. Whoa. So he sends Amalek, he sends a Rebbe to us. Amalek's a Rebbe. If you read the Torah in B'Shalach, Klal Yisrael denies Hashem and by Yahweh Amalek. I'm going to read the Torah. Lamar, Klal Yisrael said, Hayesh Hashem b'kibbenu am'ayim. Hey, is Hashem in our midst? Next pasuk. Amalek comes and fights us. Klal Yisrael has a rifyan. The enemy doesn't run rogue for a second. He's just God's shliach. He doesn't run for one second. There's no FKRs in this world. Not for a second. Not for an instant. There's no FKRs. The real story is a rifyan and emuna. Klal Yisrael had some weakness in Ramuna. The, the Chazal explained to us that Amalek came in Rafidim. The word Rafidim means weakness. Rafu Yedeim, a weakness. That's what the word Rifyan means. In a yeshiva, it's a very yeshivish word. You're going to create a Rifyan in yeshiva. A Rifyan means a weakness. Klal Yisrael had a weakness in their sense of purpose. That we are the nation, the Mechabla Yatayra, the people that are loyalist to Hashem. Our very essence is that. That's our essence. I'm going to add to last night, Avi, in a few minutes. I know you heard last night, I'm proud of you, but I'm going to add, bear with me. I'm going to say things I didn't say last night. Klal Yisrael's essence is a, is a loyalist to Hashem. When we lose that Ayesh Hashem B'Kibbenom Ayin, we have a weakness Hashem sends Amalek. Please, Ophir, teach your story, the kids, the true story. We had a weakness in Amuna, and Hashem sent Haman because he wanted to arouse us to Chilva. Haman wasn't a bad guy, he was just a shliach. Every bad guy is just a shliach. There's only Hashem, Teach your kids that. It's a whole different story. You know what the, the you know what the, when you teach your kids right, and a guy ahead of a country comes and attacks us, he asks us, "What do you think Hashem wants from us?" That's what he did. Somebody who learns Torah asks, "What do you think Hashem wants?" I'm thinking about that question. I don't know, but if there's somebody who's scaring us, the deeper question is not how normal he is. What's he going to do? It's not our question. Question is, why is he allowed to scare me like this? What does Hashem want? That's the only question. When a Haman rises, there's not a moment of Efkeris. Movies are stupid. There's Hashem. It's not the bad guy wrecks havoc and a good guy figured out how to save the day. That's not the story of our stories. It's not a movie. The Megillah is much... It's no Shaykhis. There's Hashem. Everybody is a player in Hashem's world. There wasn't a minute where that was challenged. There was sin. You teach it right. There was sin... Hashem sends a Haman, allows a Haman, and it moves Klal Yisrael to Tshuva. You understand the story, Abi? Now, people ask in their personal life, if I face adversity, does that mean there was sin? In people's personal life, challenges doesn't always mean sin. It means Hashem is working. We don't always know why. The Ramban speaks about this, that Hashem wants a response from me. Doesn't always mean sin. We're saying specifically when Klal Yisrael has exerted against Klal Yisrael is because of sin. If a personal Yiddish faces adversity, means Hashem wants some response from him. 
Maybe work, he, Hashem's work with me. I don't even always understand why. The Ramban writes this. It's not always a punishment. It's not always, it's not always moving me to truth. It's, it, he's moving me some way or another. He's moving me. What Hashem wants is the, is the much more. When Haman comes, the Yiddish response is, what does God want? So I would like to answer the five questions now. I'd like to answer the five questions. Let's go. Amalek attacks in Rafidim, we already said we were in Rafidim, is not describing the place. It's describing the conditions. We were roughly, we had a weakness. Amalek comes when there's weakness. It's a response to our weakness. He only comes to arouse us because we had a weakness. We were doubting. We weren't seeing who we were. So Amalek stands up and he remembers who we are. Do you know what it means when an enemy says, I'm going after you because you represent Hashem? You say, I represent Hashem. <laughs> What's he coming at me? Hey, he wants to destroy my money. He wants to burn my body. Something's, he's not attacking you. He's attacking God. He has a clarity and his clarity is supposed to influence us. There's a famous story. I know the Yid. There's a Yid, Reb Pesach Kron had a brother. Has a brother who was in Oilum Abba. And Reb Pesach Kron's brother is a big tzaddik from Lakewood. And he was in a taxi in Eretz Yisrael. And he said to the driver, who clearly did not like from Yidin very much, he said, Shalom Achi. Shalom, my brother. He said, Atlo Achshali. You're not my brother. He said, Atkena Achshali. You are my brother. Atlo Achshali. The guy was mad. You're not my. He said, "Ata actually, you're my brother." So he's, the, the taxi driver said to Rav Kalman Krohn, "He said, who taught? Who said you're my brother?" So he said, "Arebi Shali Lamaroti. My Rebbe taught me you are my brother." So he said, "Mi Arebi Shalcha. Who's your Rebbe?" The taxi driver says to Rav Kalman Krohn, "Who's your Rebbe?" Rav Kalman Krohn said, "Hitler." He said Hitler, because he said Hitler, when he killed every Yid, didn't ask, are you from or not? He didn't ask, why didn't Hitler kill the from guys? And he wanted to attack a Yid. And Haman is because a Yid represents, he said, Arebi Shali Hitler. What? The taxi driver said, he ended up saying, you're my brother. <laughs> He's my Rebbe too. You are my brother. The taxi driver told him, you are my brother. <laughs> the Rebbe taught that w- the Rebbe who attacks Amalek teaches us who we are for any intelligent person. I want you to ponder. We're going to read what Amalek did. Please remember what they did. They taught us something. And let's remember what they taught us and not need Amalek. In, in destroying Amalek forever is because we learned the lesson of who we are and there's no need for Amalek. Isn't that cool? Teach the story to your kids right, please. Whenever you speak about the enemies, please tell the story right. Sin. I want to tell you something from the Reb David Tavil, the Nachlas David. In the Megillah, the story is Haman's rise to power. I'll kill every yid. And then Esther swoops in. What? And Hashem has on Haga, Refua Kaitim Amaka. Esther was put in the palace well before he was Geyser. Ask the Nachzabit, why'd God do that? Let Haman make Xera against us. I'm going to say it a different way, Shemi, the same Zog, but a different Knech. Let Haman make Xera, Klaisrol does Tshuva, and then let Esther get appointed to the palace. Why did Hashem put her in before? She was there the whole time, the solution. What's the Chap, MJ, of that? Let the answers come later. We have a Xera. Hashem already put in all the answers. 
And the answer is to learn the story right. All the way at the beginning of Megillah, Hashem's like busy. To know when the Xayra come, God was, that was just God. He was already working before. It's all God working. Incredible. It's all God working. So he was, it puts the, he was already busy before Haman doing the salvation. Haman was part of God working. So it doesn't have Haman, craziness, Hefkeras, and then swoop in God. Whoa, God came in the nick of time. God never, he never left. That's the profound de- depth of, of beating Amalek. The profound depth of Amalek is even them are God. They who say God's not acting, even them are God. Even them is just God acting. It's all Hashem. That's, that's the story, the depth of the story. Maisha Rabbeinu, we asked why he didn't fight. The answer is Maisha did the main fighting. The main fighting is not attacking Amalek. Amalek only comes because we are weak. Maisha Rabbeinu went to the top of the mountain to pray and he stood up and the whole Klai Yisrael can see him so he went to the top of the mountain. He was bringing Klai Yisrael to come back to Hashem, to pray, to reconnect to God. That's why he went to the top of the mountain. When he sent Yeshua to fight, we said, why did he choose men? Most of Klai Yisrael had a weak Weakness in Amuna. He said, choose the men who don't have a weakness, they can fight Amalek. The rest of us, I have to, I have to be Mechazic, can't fight Amalek. The rest of us has fallen prey to Amalek. It's like a war on two fronts. Yes. So Maish Rabbeinu goes up and starts talking. He takes the main, he takes the main, you know, the general goes to the front lines. He goes and talks to Klal Yisrael about Tfil. He goes on top of the mountain, starts lifting his hands up and inspiring Klal Yisrael to pray. To engage with God as we should, as we could, as we know how, as our essence is meant for. So that's what Maisha does. He says, Yeshua, you take the people who haven't fallen prey to Amalek. You fight Amalek. Explains the Mepharshim, the reason that Yeshua only killed the strong ones is because we didn't have all of Christ. We had strong people who didn't fall prey. They could beat the strong ones. One day when all of Klaistral has the faith, then we can eradicate Amalek fully. But that would take the faith of all of Klaistral. That's what Esther Amalka says, Leich kinois gather all the Jews. I want to close with something I didn't tell Avi yet. And I want to close with something fascinating. Tomorrow, we're going to read the parish of Amalek. Whenever we do a mitzvah daraisa, we make a bracha. It's a Gemara Armasech, the Sukkah test. Kola mitzvah kulam, you mevarech oivalas yes, and you make a bracha. What's our bracha on wiping out Amalek? So we're going to get the whole Tzibur quiet tomorrow, 10.30, be there, make sure you're there. Everyone we're should be there right? Everybody should be there. Wake up your friends. Come for a mitzvah daraisa. We're doing a daraisa once a year. Daraisa would be like ridiculous to miss. Come, come, come. Precious, precious. Come in droves. This is not anashim. We don't want choicey people coming. Let's Let's get, remember when only the choiciest comes, we can't beat Amalek. We only vayachlish, we could weaken them. Let's get all the yidim. Leich kenois now, we're going to make a bracha on our mitzvah. Very funny bracha. Eitan, you know what bracha we're going to make? We're going to call somebody up. Ya'amoid. We're going to call a guy up to make a bracha. And he's going to make birchah satayra. And everybody's going to have in mind the bracha. We're going to announce. The bracha on the tayra. Everybody have in mind. Normally, when a guy makes birchah satayra, he's not being see the tzibur. No? Here, no. No, he's reading. He's not being Pashtasna. You don't need each guy's bracha, Pashtasna. 
This guy who makes the bracha on Amalek, everybody's going to have in mind, it's my bracha on my mitzvah, remembering what Amalek did when we read these three psukim. Very short. You can come to shul. It's ten minutes. Six minutes, not even ten. Three minutes. Four minutes. It's not that Rebsuli will read these three psukim. He's usually the fastest Balkair in town. These three psukim he's going to read slower. It's a mitzvah daraisa. And in reading these three psukim, we're going to make a bracha on the Torah. And we're going to say, Baruch Atah Hashem, Lekenu Melcholam, Hashabach Abonu Mikol Amim, Hashem chose us and gave us His Torah. Why is that the bracha on fighting on this mitzvah? Think about any bracha on a mitzvah. Avi, what's the bracha on washing your hands? Al netilas yadayim. Tzitzis. Mitzvah tzitzis. Tfilin. Laniach tfilin. What's the bracha on fighting Amalek? You chose us and gave us the Torah. Are you understanding more why that's the bracha on fighting Amalek? It's not about them. It's not about them. It's about us and our relationship to God. It would be a bad bracha if the bracha was about them, my friends. We're not going to make a bracha about Amalek. It's, you're missing the story. It's not about them. It's about us and Hashem. The bracha we make before you remember what Amalek did to us is reinforcing Shabbat Rabbanu. We've been chosen from all the nations. We have a unique essence. Amalek reminds us of that. When we remember it, Amalek by its nature gets destroyed. It's done. No shaykhs. Baruch atah Hashem. We've been chosen. We'll make the bracha slow. One person is going to make it. We're all going to listen, all ears. We've been chosen. And he gave us his Torah. Baruch atah Hashem. The Torah, our unique relationship to Hashem. A guy learns Torah. You're not allowed to teach Torah to a guy. Ours, it's our unique relationship to Hashem. There is a people that have been chosen with a unique relationship by their essence to Hashem. We, dis- we express that before we read the parish of Amalek attacking us. We reinforce the Amim. We have a person, we have an essence, we have a mission. Should we teach wow. our kids the story right? There'll be so much less anxiety. A guy stands up, any kid who's taught it wrong is scared out of his brains. Any human being, Hashem runs the world. What does he want from us? He loves us. He's not angry, he's not punishing, he loves us. What does he want? What does he want? He wants me. Our loving father wants him. Very calmly, we ask what he wants. You're allowed to be afraid, it's human. The tat is even like upset if sin, that's a scary thing by its nature. I'm not speaking against fear, I'm speaking against that it's not ever. There's Hashem, there's a great comfort in that. Yeah, it's scary. If Hashem's allowing somebody to flourish, He's saying, what does He want? What does He want? That's the question. That's true by COVID, it's true by anything that arises, what does He want? I want to welcome Benny Reynes back home. I want to yeah, welcome Nachum Fink back home. I want to welcome Shaya. I don't see him this minute. I want to welcome Shaya back home as well. I want to say, yes, yesterday we had guys describing yeshivas. Yeah, we had guys describing yeshivas yesterday. I, I welcomed him back. Yeah. I, I, we had guys describing yeshivas. Benny Reynes, anybody wants to ask over Shabbos, was in Refisher's yeshiva. His holy yeshiva, I believe, for three years. Accurate. <laughs> 
You grew there? You grew there? A lot. <laughs> he grew worlds there. He grew worlds there. Articulate for a minute what you got. The guy who came in a little bit. The guy, not, this is on the spot. This is mean of me, but people know me already what I do. Look, this is Henry here. Benny Reynes, this beautiful person, came here. Thank you, Doc. Came here in Yeshiva. And the guy who walked into Rafisher's, and the guy who walked out with this door two and a half years later, what you walk out with? One zach. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like an acceptance. You come out of, well, I, I came out of Waterbury, and I like the basis. Um, and then over my two and a half years there, everything just kind of got built on. And strengthen. So I guess it would be very similar to what I walked out of Waterbury with, but a strong and much more complete version of that. Wow. 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 I'll, tell you funny. I'll tell you something funny. What Benny just said articulated. My son had a shoulder problem and he went to therapy, and they told us there's two exercises. There's one thing that increases range of motion. He only could lift his hand till here. There's a whole set of exercises that will allow him to lift up his arm. That's increasing range of motion. There's another set of exercises to solidify that whatever he could do, even if we don't advance it any further, but he's stronger in what he could do. But Benny described that in Waterbury he had, the main focus might have been increasing the range of motion, but there I solidified what I increased. I, I made it more part of me. It's something I, that's very, very, very well said, Benny. So thank you. I could be mayor and anybody who knows Benny that he grew tremendously. Over Shabbos, the ones interested in that yeshiva, I would highly recommend talking to another guy who was there for years. And grew a lot. Yeah. You're a good advertisement for them, Benny. Fantastic. Yeah. We have to bring the Rebbe here. We're all waiting for a Fisher to come so guys can. Okay, okay. Good luck. I'm just. <laughs> you can be Okay, Rabbi Sai, what time is. What time. Does anybody know what time candle lighting is? Oh, there's Five? 5.34, so it's a big opportunity this week. Next week, is this is the last Shabbos where it's early, because next this might say Shabbos, we're changing the clock an hour back. Baruch Hashem, let's change that. You know how it works. They move it back, so as we lose an hour. When they move it back, you're just fine. When they move it earlier, you lose six hours. Because when they move it early, you, sp- you, stay, you stay up to like 5, 6 o'clock saying, we got another hour. We got to usually lose about 6 hours. They move it back. You actually got to sleep on time. So you might gain some time. But they do move it back. Might say Shabbos. Which move means it. next week, back. Might say Shabbos. Next week it'll be later. Now. Move it forward. Now. Forward. Oh. Shabbos next okay, week. Is yeah, not back. Forward. I, they move it later. 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 Like they so move it later. I shouldn't say back. I just had a heart attack, bro. Shabbos an hour earlier next week. <laughs> they move it later, <laughs> which means <laughs> next Friday you're going to have an hour longer of Erev Shabbos, an hour later to Shabbos. There's a beautiful thing about these early weeks, the opportunity to say and to announce with an early week that I'm making for Shabbos. And it's early, but I'm getting ready for Shabbos early and to 
be ready for Shabbos. There's the last opportunity this Erev Shabbos. Candle lighting is... Nachum? Candle lighting is... I don't care. Excuse 5.52. 5.34. 5.34 is candle lighting, brick wall 5.52. Please spread the word around the dorms. 5.52.